Good evening and welcome once again to another episode of the Friday Night Parkdale Special. I'm your host Joyrider coming to you live from the Dollhouse in downtown Toronto with my feline co-hosts Chatty G, Silent J, and Floofmaster Toby. And this is episode 88. You'll have to forgive me if I sound a little frazzled tonight. I should not have looked at the news after work. It just put me in a state of angry despair, and it's made it a little hard to focus ever since. Another mockdown that could have been prevented had we acted sooner, another round of vaccine hunger games, and another holiday that many of us will have to spend alone. So much of this could have been avoided had people been on board with the safety protocols from the outset, but people had to be selfish, and now we're closing in on two years of this bullshit. I have lost my zen, people, and I do not like that one bit. (sighs) But okay, here we are, and let's take solace in some music for a bit. A couple of weeks ago, we looked at Yacht Rock, and I mentioned that some point to a Beach Boys song from Pet Sounds as being a precursor to the genre, and I also noted that an ex of mine said that Pet Sounds had a huge influence on music, and I kept thinking about that. How else? I mean, at the time that he said that, Yacht Rock hadn't really been invented yet. So where else does the influence of pet sounds surface? Let's find out, G. Well, I started digging and I found that there are two forks in the road, one that represents the sonic and one the thematic. I want to explore them both with you, but we're going to have to do this one at a time because this is like a cartoon turkey leg, way too big for your face. So let's start with the thematic. When I say thematic, what I mean is that a lot of people point to Pet Sounds as being the first concept album in that it had a uniform sound from start to finish. Why is that unique, you ask? If you've been listening for a while, you'll recall that in past episodes, I've talked about how the music industry was fueled by singles for the longest time. Even when the technology to make vinyl pressings be longer than a couple of songs per side existed, A single was usually the gateway to the album. Many record labels were more interested in how the single would sell, and the album itself was an afterthought. The band was an afterthought much of the time, especially in pop music. People didn't really write their own songs, typically. It was a craft held by a select few, like the vaunted Holland Dozier Holland. And so when a single did well, the label would often grab a collection of recordings by the same group, a smattering of standards that didn't necessarily relate thematically and weren't even recorded at the same level of quality throughout. An album was often a slapdash affair. Nowhere is this clearer than the random LPs the Beatles put out in their early days. In 1964, they had 10 separate LPs come out. And while some of those were just pressings for different countries, the track listings for many were different. There were some songs that carried over from one version to the next and a lot of random chaff. So we got Meet the Beatles, Here's the Beatles, With the Beatles, Introducing the Beatles. Okay, we get it. The Beatles. But that's how the industry was. You had to keep churning out material to stay relevant. The idea of spending months to record and mix an album was unheard of. Many were put together in a matter of weeks, less than a month. It wasn't until 1965's Rubber Soul that that mold got broken, at least in pop music. Months were spent on that album, recording, mixing, bringing together arrangements beyond just the Fab Four. 
Because the entire thing was recorded and mixed in one studio by one person or team at one time, it had a unified sound, and this was groundbreaking. When it came out, one of the acts across the pond who were the most impressed were the Beach Boys. Brian Wilson was absolutely entranced and wanted to do something at that level for the Beach Boys. And so while the rest of the band went on tour, he stayed back with Tony Asher and the two of them built the foundation for Pet Sounds. And when the boys came back, they spent months working on it. In the end, there would be over 60 musicians involved in its production, and the production itself would take nine months. It was Brian Wilson's baby, literally, from start to finish. And that fork in the road I mentioned earlier, this is where it lies. Pet Sounds set a new bar for the audio level, but there was also a bit of a narrative thread that wound through the album. These things came to be known as part of the definition of a concept album, which is annoyingly loose for my taste. It's a single central narrative or theme which can be instrumental, compositional, or lyrical, though sometimes the term is applied to albums considered to be of uniform excellence rather than an LP with an explicit musical or lyrical motif. I think that latter part of the definition is weak sauce, but I may be spoiled by my experience of the wealth of concept albums that have come to pass even in my own lifetime. All that being said, tonight I'm going to take you through the first 30 years of concept albums, and in order to properly illustrate those concepts, I'm going to break a rule of mine. I'm going to play three songs by a single artist from a single album in a row. The first song from the album, one from the middle of the album, and then the last song from the album. This is going to be a two-parter. While there was a drop-off in the popularity of concept albums at the beginning of the 1980s, it's made a comeback, as so many things do, and I think it's worth looking at how it's all come together in the present day. So, let's get started with what set this whole thing off. Our first song for the night is from 1966, Pet Sounds. This is The Beach Boys, Wouldn't It Be Nice.
of interesting facts about Pet Sounds. It was one of the first pop albums, if not the first, to use a theremin. It was also featuring two accordions simultaneously and also a bass mouth organ. Up next from the middle of Pet Sounds, this is God Only Knows. stars above you You never need to doubt it I'll make you so sure about it God only knows what I'd be without you If you should ever leave me Though life would still go on Believe me The world could show so what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you. In addition to hearing some auditory themes going on between those two tracks, if you listen to the entire album from start to finish, you can hear a theme lyrically. It's really the trajectory of a relationship 
that and it doesn't end really on an optimistic note last song on the album is caroline no There's a part of me that really wants to psychoanalyze the reasoning behind having the album close out with the sound of a train at the crossroads passing by, but that is probably best left for another kind of podcast. Now, if the Beatles' rubber soul set off a competitive feeling in Brian Wilson, Pet Sounds ended up causing the Beatles to want to up their game in return, which led to 1967's Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So let's listen to three from that album now. The opening track from Sgt. Pepper's, the title track. This is the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band.
So now from the middle of the Sgt. Peppers, this is She's Leaving Home. Wednesday morning at five o'clock as the day begins Silently closing her bedroom door Leaving the note that she hoped would say more She goes downstairs to the kitchen Clutching her handkerchief Quietly turning the back door key Stepping outside she is free She We gave her most of our lives Is leaving Sacrificed most of our lives We gave her everything money could buy into a dressing gown Picks up the letter that's lying there Standing alone at the top of the stairs She breaks down and cries to her husband Daddy, our baby's gone Why would she treat us so thoughtlessly? How could she do this to me? She, we never thought of ourselves. Never a thought for ourselves. We struggled hard all our lives to get by. far away Waiting to keep the appointment she made Meeting a man from the motor trade She What did we do that was wrong Is The last song from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. This is A Day in the Life.
While both of those albums have been indicated as being the first concept albums, that's not necessarily accurate unless you're talking strictly about pop music. Concept albums had cropped up in the past with Woody Guthrie's 1940 album Dust Bowl Ballads and Pete Johnson's 1946 album Housewarming, which was later re-released as Pete's Blues in brackets House Rent Party. And a few years after that, Frank Sinatra released a concept album himself, and Nat King Cole even followed suit. Folk, jazz, big band, it was there. It just wasn't a factor in pop music until later. So let's go back to 1940 and Woody Guthrie's album about the American Dust Bowl of the 1930s. I'm going to stick with the track listing from the original pressing. There have been many re-releases and the track orders have been changed since then, but I think it's important for us to hear it the way that Woody originally arranged it. So first up is The Great Dust Storm. On the 14th day of April of 1935, there struck the worst of dust storms that ever filled the sky. You could see that dust storm coming, the cloud looked death like black, and through our mighty nation it left a dreadful track. From Oklahoma City to the Arizona line, Dakota and Nebraska to the lazy Rio Grande. It fell across our city like a curtain of black rolled down. We thought it was our judgment. We thought it was our doom. The radio reported, we listened with alarm The wild and windy actions of this great mysterious storm From Albuquerque and Clovis and all New Mexico They said it was the blackest that ever they had saw from old Arch City, Kansas, the dust had wrung their knell, and a few more comrades sleeping on top of old Boot Hill. From Denver, Colorado, they said it blew so strong, they thought that they could hold out, but they didn't know how long. Our relatives were huddled into their oil boom shacks And the children they was crying as it whistled through the cracks And the family it was crowded into their little room They thought the world had ended and they thought it was their doom storm took place at sundown, it lasted through the night. When we looked out next morning, we saw a terrible sight. We saw outside our window where wheat fields they had grown. Was now a rippling ocean of dust the wind had blown. 
It covered up our fences, it covered up our barns, it covered up our tractors in this wild and dusty storm. We loaded our jalopies and piled our families in. We rattled down that highway to never come back again. So this entire album is a collection of songs that examine the experience of living through the Dust Bowl of the 1930s. And uh, he had some pretty unique experiences. From the middle of Dust Bowl ballads, this is Talkin' Dust Bowl Blues. Back in 1927, I had a little farm and I called that heaven. Well, the price is up and the rain come down and I hauled my crops all into town. I got the money, bought clothes and groceries, fed the kids and raised the family. Rain quit and the wind got high and a black old dust storm filled the sky and I swapped my farm for a Ford machine and I poured it full of this gas Eileen and I started rocking and rolling. Over the mountains, out towards the old peach bowl. <laughs> Way up yonder on a mountain road, I had a hot motor and a heavy load. I was going pretty fast, I wasn't even stopping. Bouncing up and down like popcorn popping, had a breakdown. I'm sort of a nervous bust down of some kind. It was a feller there, a mechanic feller, said it was engine trouble. Up yonder on a mountain curve, it's way up yonder in the piney wood, and I give that rolling Ford a shove, and I was gonna coast as far as I could. Commence coasting, picking up speed, it was a hairpin turn. I didn't make it. Man alive, I'm telling you, the fiddles and the guitars really flew. That Ford took off like a flying squirrel, and it flew halfway around the world. Scattered wives and children's all over the side of that mountain. We got out to the west coast broke, so that gum hungry I thought I'd croak, and I bummed up a spud or two, and my wife fixed up a tater stew. We poured the kids full of it. Mighty thin stew, though, you could read a magazine right through it. Always have figured that if it had been just a little bit thinner, some of these here politicians could have seen through it. Up next, the last track from Woody Guthrie's Dust Bowl Ballads. This is Vigilante Man. Have 
have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Well, what is a vigilante man? Tell me what is a vigilante man? Has he got a gun and a club in his hand? Is that a vigilante man? Rainy night down in the engine house Sleeping just as still as a mouse Man come along and he chased us out in the rain Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river, some strange man Was that a vigilante man? Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land So... I mentioned that Pete Johnson had an album called Housewarming, and the conceit of that was him basically starting a single piano line, and his roots were in stride piano, which we touched on briefly in the Ragtime episode, if I remember correctly. And over the course of the recording, more artists came and joined him, both instrumental and vocal, and it just built up and built up and built up. The first track from Pete's Blues, House Rent Party, this is Pete's Lonesome Blues. Imagine me, Pete Johnson, all set up in my new house and nobody around to help me celebrate. Well, I guess I'll be a little jive all by myself.
I grew up playing piano and man, I wish I'd had lessons in how to play like that. Playing classical stuff just gets boring. From the middle of Pete's Blues, this is JC from Casey. JC Higginbotham. Well, I'm here and I'm going to do the thing. Good deal. That's my favorite kind of jazz. Like when I think of peak New Orleans jazz, that's what I want to hear. Our last track from Pete's Blues. This is Pete Johnson's Man Wanted. Gal indeed. I 
want somebody that I can idolize But I'm very particular About the kind of man I need So I can't use him unless he Qualified. He's gotta be young or old, fat or lean, hot or cold, kind of mean. There's a man wanted, he's wanted by me. He's gotta be dark or fair, round or square. If he's male and not too frail, there's a man wanted, he's wanted by me. I guess I'll have to start in on the tour of the nation. He's gotta be bold or shy, drunk or high, blind as a bat or sly as a cat. That man's wanted, he's wanted by me. Gotta be short and long, weak and strong. If he's in one piece, just send him along. That man's wanted, he's wanted by me. That vocalist, by the way, a young Etta Jones. In 1955, Frank Sinatra put out his ninth studio album. It was a collection of standards from the Great American Songbook titled In the Wee Small Hours, and while he didn't actually write any of the songs in the collection, it's the arrangement, the order in which the tracks are placed on the album, which tells a story. First song off the album is the title track. This is Frank Sinatra's In the Wee Small Hours of the Morning. In the wee small hours of the morning While the whole wide world is fast asleep You lie awake and think about the girl And never ever think of count When your lonely heart has learned its lesson You'd be hers if only she would call 
cinematic feel from the middle of in the wee small hours this is what is this thing called love What is this thing called love? This funny thing Just who can solve its mystery? And why should it make a fool of me? I saw you there one wonderful day But you took my heart And you threw my heart away That's why I ask the Lord Up in heaven above 
Just what is this thing called love? The last track from Frank Sinatra's In the Wee Small Hours. This is This Love of Mine. This love of mine goes on Since you have gone You're always on my mind Though out of sight It's lonesome through the day But oh, the night I cry my heart out It's bound to break Since nothing matters Let it break I ask the sun and the moon The stars that shine What's to become of it This love of mine The sun and the moon The stars that shine What's to become of it This love of mine This love of
1960, Nat King Cole came out with his own concept album, which was arranged by Nelson Riddle, and it was called Wild Is Love. It was actually intended to be the basis for a Broadway musical, but it didn't end up going in that direction. It did become a TV special, but Ironically, the TV special was played in Canada in 1961, but wasn't played in the U.S. until 1964 because of an interracial embrace. This was one of the first concept albums to have a really bombastic theatrical intro, and while it's not a full song, I need you to hear it in order to get the full context of it. So. Let us start with the intro from Wild as Love. This is Nat King Cole. As a rule, man's a fool. When it's hot, he wants it cool. When it's cool, he wants it hot. Always wanting what is not. And now the title track. This is Nat King Cole's Wild is Love. Wild is love Whenever two hearts meet Wild is love Bitter but oh so sweet And I know I must go Wherever love takes me Whatever love makes me I will be Like a fire Burning beyond control Wild is love deep in my heart and soul and though wild is the wind and wild is the roaring sea nothing could ever be as wild as love I must go wherever love takes me, whatever love makes me, I will be. And though wild is the wind and wild is the roaring sea, nothing could ever be. I promise not to judge you if you felt compelled to do jazz hands just then because me too. Now, from the middle 
of Wild is Love. This is Beggar for the Blues. Yes, Wild is Love. And wherever it takes me, I must go. When love smiles at me, I just can't refuse. Don't care if I cry till the tears run down my shoes. I ask for it every time. Cause I'm a beggar for the blues When love pulls me in Like an undertow If I gotta die That's the way I wanna go Don't care if I win or lose Cause I'm a beggar I'd say goodbye But then I ask myself What for? I know that I Would only hurry back for more I know I'm a fool Got no alibis My heart's been to school But I never will get wise I'm living the way that I choose Cause I'm a beggar for the blues I know I'm a fool, got no alibis My heart's been to school, but I never will get wise I'm living the way that I choose Cause I'm a beggar for the blues Living the way that I choose Cause I'm a beggar for the blues The last track from Wild is Love, this is He Who Hesitates. Well, that's the story. And that's how it happened to me. I don't know about you, but if you're holding someone in your arms this very moment and you feel that special something, hold her tight. Don't let her get away. 
He who hesitates when it comes to love, he will never know all the wonder of a kiss aside. You'll never know if you don't try. He who hesitates when her eyes say yes, just how much you've missed, you will never guess your chance goes by and it's too late to wonder why. Dream. Cannot replace the wonder of her smile, the warmth of her embrace. Don't let it escape you when you fall in love. And you feel the glow. Take her in your arms. Never let her go. Don't be the one to hesitate with A kiss, a sigh, you'll never know if you don't try. When you fall in love and you feel the glow, take her in your arms. Never let her go. Don't be the one who hesitates. Don't be the one who hesitates with love. While that's technically the last full song on the album, there is a short little outro called Wild is Love Reprise. Let's take a quick listen to that now. Wild is love Whenever two hearts meet Wild is love Bitter but oh so sweet And though wild Is the wind And wild is the roaring Nothing could ever be as wild as love. 
I feel like there needs to be people sliding in on their knees, big arms, Fosse style. Moving on. In 1959, Marty Robbins released an album called Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs, and it was one of the first country-based concept albums. There was one single that was really successful in particular, but we'll get there. First up from Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs, the first song from the album, this is Big Iron. To the town of our free rode a stranger one fine day. Hardly spoke to folks around him, didn't have too much to say. No one dared to ask his business, no one dared to make a slip. The stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip, big iron on his hip. It was early in the morning when he rode into the town. He came riding from the south side, slowly looking all around. He's an outlaw, loose and running, came the whisper from each lip. And he's here to do some business with a big iron on his hip, big iron on his hip. In this town there lived an outlaw by the name of Texas Red. Many men had tried to take him and that many men were dead. He was vicious and a killer, though a youth of 24. And the notches on his pistol numbered one in 19 more. One in 19 more. Now the stranger started talking, made it plain to folks around. Was an Arizona Ranger, wouldn't be too long in town. He came here to take an outlaw back alive or maybe dead. And he said it didn't matter, he was after Texas Red. After Texas Red. Wasn't long before the story was relayed to Texas Red. But the outlaw didn't worry, men that tried before were dead. Twenty men had tried to take him, twenty men had made a slip. Twenty-one would be the ranger with the big iron on his hip, big iron on his hip. The morning passed so quickly it was time for them to meet. It was twenty past eleven when they walked out in the street. Folks were watching from the windows, everybody held their breath. They knew this handsome ranger was about to meet his death, about to meet his death. There was forty feet between them when they stopped to make their play. And the swiftness of the ranger is still talked about today. Texas red had not cleared leather for a bullet fairly ripped. And the ranger's aim was deadly with the big iron on his hip, big iron on his hip. It was over in a moment and the folks had gathered round. There before them lay the body of the outlaw on the ground. Oh, he might have went on living, 
But he made one fatal slip When he tried to match the ranger With the big iron on his hip Big iron on his hip Big iron, big iron When he tried to match the ranger With the big iron on his hip Big iron on his hip. And now, the track from the middle of the album, which was the biggest single from it, this is Marty Robbins' El Paso. Texas town of El Paso I fell in love with a Mexican girl Nighttime would find me in Rose's cantina Music would play and Felina would whirl Blacker than night were the eyes of Felina Wicked and evil while casting a spell my love was deep for this Mexican maiden I was in love but in vain I could tell One night a wild young cowboy came in Wild as the West Texas wind Dashing and daring a drink he was sharing With wicked Felina, the girl that I love So in a his right for the love of this maiden Down with his hand for the gun that he wore My challenge was answered in less than a heartbeat A handsome young stranger lay dead on the floor Just for a moment I stood there in silence Shocked by the foul evil deed I had done Many thoughts raced through my mind as I stood there I had but one chance and that was to run Out through the back door of roses I ran Out where the horses were tied I caught a good one, it looked like it could run Up on its back and away I did ride just as fast as I could from the West Texas town of El Paso Out to the badlands of New Mexico Back in El Paso my life would be worthless Everything's gone in life, nothing is left It's been so long since I've seen the young maid My love is stronger than my fear of death I saddled up and away I did go Riding alone in the dark Maybe tomorrow a bullet may find me Tonight nothing's worse than this pain in my heart And at last here I am on the hill Overlooking El Paso I can see Rose's cantina below strong and it pushes me onward down off the hill to Felina I go off to 
my right I see five mounted cowboys Off to my left right a dozen or more Shouting and shooting I can't let them catch me I have to make the two roses back door Something is dreadfully wrong for I feel A deep burning pain in my soul Though I am trying to stay in the saddle I'm getting weary, unable to ride But my love for the leader is strong And I rise where I fall Though I am weary, I can't stop to rest the white puff of smoke from the rifle I feel the bullet go deep in my chest From out of nowhere Felina has found me Kissing my cheek as she kneels by my side Cradled by two loving arms that I'll die for One little kiss and Felina I wish I could remember who introduced me to Marty Robbins. I feel like maybe it was somebody at a record store. Like I bought something and they said, oh hey, if you like this, you really need to check out Marty Robbins. And they pointed me to this particular album. I I can't remember when that would have been, but I have a clear recollection of standing on the streetcar platform westbound at Queen and Spadina at night. That's all I got. The last song from Marty Robbins' Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs is Utah Carol. Let's listen to that now. And now, my friends, you've asked me what makes me sad and still and why my brow is darkened like the clouds upon the hill. Running your ponies closer And I'll tell to you my tale Of Utah Care, my partner In his last ride on the trail We rode the range together Had rode it side by side I loved him like a brother And I wept when Utah died We were rounding up one morning When work was almost done when on his side the cattle started on a frightened run Underneath the saddle that the boss's daughter rode Utah that very morning had placed a bright red robe So the saddle might ride easy for Lenore his little friend And it was this red blanket that brought him to his end The blanket was now dragging behind her on the ground The frightened cattle saw it and charged it with a bound Lenore then saw her danger and turned her pony's face And leaning in the saddle tied the blanket to its place But in leaning lost her balance, fell in front of that wild tide Lay still, Lenore, I'm coming, were the words that Utah cried. His faithful pony saw her and reached her with a bound. 
I thought he'd been successful and raised it from the ground. But the weight upon the saddle had not been felt before. His back since snapped like thunder and he fell by Lenore. Picking up the blanket, he swung it over his head and started across the prairie. Lay still, Lenore, he said. When he got the stampede turned and saved Lenore, his friend, then turned to face the cattle and meet his fatal end. His six gun flashed like lightning, the report rang loud and clear. As the cattle rushed and killed him, he dropped the leading steer. On his funeral morning, I heard the preacher say, I hope we'll all meet Utah at the roundup far away. Then they wrapped him in a blanket that saved his little friend. And it was this red blanket that brought him to his end. One further note about Marty Robbins' Gunfighter Ballads. In 2017, the album was actually selected for preservation in the National Recording Registry by the Library of Congress in the U.S. as being culturally, historically, or artistically significant, which is pretty darn cool, I gotta say. Up next, we have Johnny Cash, The Man in Black, from 1960. We've got his eighth album. It was called Ride This Train, and it's considered his first concept album. And throughout it, he provides some narration before each song with some context about the stories, sometimes playing historical characters and describing destinations that one can visit in the U.S. by train. The songs themselves, not necessarily railroad-themed, but... There is a common thread throughout. First up from Ride This Train is Loading Coal. Ride this train up and down and across a strange, wonderful land. It's almost like a fairyland when you think about it. You go through places with names like Tuscaloosa, Kokomo, Muskogee, Oshkosh, Saginaw, Eureka, Bandera, Battle Creek, Sioux City, Chattanooga, Hattiesburg, Lynchburg, and Bald Knob, Arkansas. You see, I'm a million different people from all over the world, and I've been coming to this country for hundreds of years. This was the promised land for me. But let's not forget that when I came here, there were already millions of people living in teepees along the rivers and hunting deer and buffalo for food and shelter. And it's with a little regret that I think of how I pushed them back and crowded them out to claim this land for myself or for another country. But the Indians' hearts must have been full of music, for they left names with me that seemed the same. Names like Mohawk, Mandan, Kickapoo, Cree, Yakima, Seminole, Crow, Shawnee, Choctaw, Delaware, Fox, Paiute, Winnebago, Cheyenne, Blackfoot, Navajo, Ute, Comanche, Quapaw, Creek, Apache, Sioux, Chippewa, Ottawa, Hoopa, Shoshone, Mohick, and Osage, Menominee, Chinook, Arapaho, Nay, Per Se, Iroquois, Pawnee, Kootenay, Flathead, Chickasaw, Pueblo, Yuma, Pima, Pomo, Caddo. Well, a lot of them are still with me, and I'm glad. 
it's for sure their names will always be with you. But let's look a little at the heart and muscle of this land. A few things you don't read in books, things that aren't taught in school. Now you take this little town we're going through here. This is Beach Creek, Kentucky. And right down there in the valley, that's where our house used to be. It was a little shotgun shack with a spring out the back and a smokehouse and another little bitty house, and that's about all. My pa was a coal miner like most everybody in Muhlenberg County. Worked in the mines all his life. I guess he didn't have much ambition to do anything else because they say coal mining kind of gets in your blood. Matter of fact, Paul said if they ever drained the blood out of him, it'd be blacker than blackstrap molasses. When I was a kid, I used to sit at the fireplace there with Ma and we'd wait on Paul to get in from the mine and we'd sure get anxious if he was ever late. Ma would rock back and forth and watch the clock listening for Paul to hit the front porch. Then he'd come in, nothing clean but the whites of his eyes, and he'd reach for that lice oak and start scrubbing. And I'd stand back and watch him say to myself, boy, I'll be glad when I get big enough to work in the mines. My pappy said when I was 17, you're six feet tall and your face is clean. And it don't look right for a boy that old to not make a living loading coal. Loading coal, loading coal. I'm a double first cousin to a dad blame old. Never get rich for to save my soul in 40 11 years of loading coal. Loading coal. Ain't never got acquainted with a dollar bill. And I don't ever reckon that I ever will. A dollar ain't made for a feller, I'm told, that scoops up a living loading coal. Loading coal, loading coal. I'm a double first cousin to a dad blame old. Never get rich for to save my soul in 40 11 years of loading coal. Loading coal. I cussed everything in the mining camp From my shovel and my pick to my carbide lamp But I know mighty well till I grow old I'll still be a cussin' but loadin' coal Loadin' coal, loadin' coal I'm a double first cousin to a dad blame old Never get rich for to save my soul In 40 11 years of loadin' coal Loadin' coal I know just as well as coal is black One of these days the mines will strike And I'll sit around starving till I'm finally told There's a nickel more a ton for loading coal Loading coal, loading coal I'm a double first cousin to a dad blame old Never get rich for to save my soul In 40 11 years of loading coal Loading coal, loading coal Now, Ride This Train actually only had eight tracks on it originally, and the fourth of the eight was Drain of Poncher Train, which is what we're going to listen to next. Ride this train to Bogalusa, Louisiana. See these swamps and forests? Man's never set foot in a lot of it. You'll find alligator, mink, coon, possum, squirrel, otter, and the lakes are full of fish. You'll find places so virgin and fresh that you'll think the Lord just created it yesterday. As a matter of fact, 
Some people say when this world was made, a whole lot of it must have looked just like southern Louisiana does now. In 1788, I left Halifax, Nova Scotia with about 200 other Acadians. And we made a long, tiring journey south. In our party of 200, there was this beautiful girl that I just haven't quite been able to forget. Doraine was her name. And Doraine and I were, well, we were kind of pledged to each other. And we said when we got to the promised land, we'd build us a house, and someday we'd have the biggest sugarcane plantation in the country. And I used to make Doraine blush when I'd tell her we'd raise the biggest family in the country, too. As I walked by the lake one day, by chance my Doraine passed my way. Then she and I walked hand in hand on the banks of Pontchartrain. I pinned a flower on her heart. I swore we'd never be apart She vowed her love forever And as I kissed her, did the same Doreen, my Doreen My dark-haired little angel My belle of Pontchartrain We sat down on the dock and with our hearts and fingers locked We laughed and talked and joked about When our names are the same And joking, I said, honey Are you marrying me for money? And it took just one quick look to tell It hurt my dear Doreen She jumped and stood above me and she cried, why you don't love me? I'm rowing home across the lake You won't see me again I called and called some more But she rowed fast from the shore And the clouds brought by a wind Began to rain on Pontchartrain Doreen, I called Doreen Come back, my little angel, my bell of Pontchartrain. The storm should make her learn that she should make a swift return. But as the rain fell harder, I lost sight of my Doreen. As panic gripped my heart, I drew the oars and made my start to look for her on raging water and the rain on Pontchartrain. At darkness I still called, but no one heard my cries at all. And when the daybreak came, then others helped me look for my Doreen. But there was not a thing afloat except the oars from her rowboat. For all was lost upon the choppy waves And rain on Pontchartrain Now I come day after day To where my sweetheart rode away And I gaze across the water Of the rainy Pontchartrain Just one thing and nothing more Ever floated back to shore was this flower I hold 
It is the one I pinned on my Doreen Doreen My Doreen My dark-haired little angel My bell of Pontier train Well, geez, maybe that'll teach him to not accuse his girlfriend of being a gold digger. Right, G? Yeah, rude. <laughs> the last track on Ride This Train was actually originally written by Red Foley. I think we touched on Red Foley briefly in either the duets of the 1940s or 1950s episode. He was a mainstay in the Grand Ole Opry. And the last track from Ride This Train by Johnny Cash is called Old Doc Brown. Ride this train. Let me show you a land of rolling hills and tall corn. A land of hard-working people where rewards are often very small. This is Pella, Iowa. My mother and father brought me here in 1847. We came from Cork, Ireland. We had a potato famine over there, and things had been pretty rough for us. I remember during the potato famine in Ireland, I'd trail along at father's feet and we'd try to find enough potatoes for a meal and we'd take them back in to mother and she'd cook them coats and all. Well finally we gave up and somehow we made it to America. Well our new neighbors here in Pella loaned father oxen and plows to make his first crop with and you never saw taller corn that year than was on our plates. The next season well we even were lending out plows and oxen to other farmers. That's the way it was here in the new land. Everybody helped everybody else. If you got sick, everybody came to visit. Even the doctor wouldn't take pay if he thought you couldn't afford it. But old Doc Brown was always there if you ever needed it. He was just an old country doctor in a little country town. Fame and fortune had passed him by, but we never saw him frown. As day by day in his kindly way he served us one and all, many a patient forgot to pay, although Doc's fees were small. Though he needed his dimes and there were times that he'd receive a fee, he'd pass it on to some poor soul that needed it worse than he. He had to sell his furniture, couldn't pay his office rent. So to a dusty room over a livery stable, Doc Brown and his satchel went. And on the hitching post at the curb below to advertise his wares, he nailed a little sign that read, Doc Brown has moved upstairs. And one day he didn't answer when they knocked upon his door. Old Doc Brown was lying down, but his soul was no more. They found him there in that old black suit. On his face was a smile of content, but all the money they could find on him was a quarter and a copper cent. So they opened up his ledger, and what they saw gave their hearts a pull. Beside each debtor's name, old Doc had writ these words, paid in full. Old Doc should have had a funeral fine enough for a king. It's a ghastly joke, our town was broke, and no one could give a thing. Except Jones, the undertaker, he did mighty well, donating an old iron casket he had never been able to sell. And the funeral procession, it wasn't much, 
for grace and pomp and style. But those wagon loads of mourners, they stretched out for more than a mile. We wanted to give him a monument, kind of figured we owed him one, because he'd made our town a better place for all the good he had done. We pulled up that old hitching post where Doc had nailed his sign. We painted it white, and to all of us, it certainly did look fine. Now the rains and the snows have washed away our white trimmings of paint. There ain't nothing left but Doc's own sign, and that's getting pretty faint. But you can still see that old hitching post as if in answer to our prayers, mutely telling the whole wide world, Doc Brown has moved upstairs. Johnny Cash had a style of storytelling that was just so charming and earnest that I don't know if it could ever be replicated. Especially if someone tried, I think that they would fail. You would have to do it purely by accident, I think. We have two more artists in our show for this evening and two more albums for our show this evening. The second last is one from 1966 by the Kinks. And while they got popular for other songs, it was this particular album that stands out as being a concept album, particularly because in the original conception of the album, it was intended to be a straight-through single sound. There was not intended to be breaks between the songs at all. However, the record label said, no, that's too out there. You can't do that. You have to put some breaks in between. Some of those original sound effects were intended to bridge the tracks still exist, but not all of them. So having heard from jazz and big band and country, Let's step back into rock. From the Kinks, Face to Face, the first track on the album, this is Party Line. Hello, who's that speaking, please?
it occurs to me that some of the younger people in the audience may not know what a party line actually is. And honestly, I think the only reason why I know what it is is because my grandparents and some of my aunts and uncles lived in a small town, like a really, really small town when I was a kid and still had party lines even in the 80s. A party line is basically a phone number that belongs to an entire area of people. So if you pick up the phone, there's a chance that someone else who's in that same phone number will already be talking on the line. And either you have to say, hey, Gladys, can you get off the phone so I can make a call, please? Or, you know, you, you pick it up and you listen and you eavesdrop and you find out some gossip. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a good thing that they are a product of a bygone era. And I should say, before we get into the next track, the whole theme of this album was intended to be social observation, which is kind of a, an unusual one, which is part of the reason why this is marked as being a bit of a landmark album. From the middle of the Kinks album Face to Face, this is A House in the Country.
I don't know why, but there's something about that song that reminds me of Blur's Park Life. And if you're wondering, yes, this is the same kinks that did the song You Really Got Me. The last song from the Kinks 1966 album, Face to Face, is I'll Remember. There was also an album in 1966 by the Mothers of Invention, which was a creation in part of Frank Zappa, and I wanted to include that album, but one of the tracks is over 12 minutes long, so I'm going to have to kibosh that and either save it for part two or just tell you about it later. For the moment, though, our last album and artist for the night is The Small Faces and their album Ogden's Nut Gone Flake. Ogden's Nut Gone Flake is the third studio album and the only concept album by the rock band Small Faces. The art and the name are actually a reference to a loose tobacco product that was common in Liverpool from the late 1800s onward. The first side of the album doesn't really tie together as easily as some others, but the second side is 
basically a fairy tale in song. But let's start with the first side and the first song, which is the title track. This is Ogden's Nut Gone Flake by The Small Faces. As you can tell, it's very much a product of that psychedelic rock era. And the second side in particular feels like an acid trip. The story of it is essentially a little boy named Happiness Stan who is looking to find the missing half of the moon, thinking that when he sees the moon half full one night, that part of it is missing. And so he goes on this journey and saves a fly from starvation and ends up possessed of magic powers, goes on a ride on the fly's giant back, and it, it goes on. I cannot explain it adequately in the amount of time that we have left. So, middle track from The Small Faces, Ogden's Nut Gone Flake. This is Happiness Stan. Are you all city comfortable too square on your body? Then I'll begin. What's 
Once upon a time in a land of dreams Where the sky was silky soft and full of colored dreams Deep inside a rainbow lived happiness man In a small Victoria on a cherubine Evening will be here quite soon Spaniards sit and watch the track from Ogden's Nut Gone Flake is called Happy Days Toy Town. And so Stan walked towards the cave and in his mind Marky word Mad John. <sighs> Deep focus on this, all a tremblowed, looking into the dark and peering into the back grove of black in there and then appeared Mad John in fine, fine, foldy silken robes, all whitely hair, scintillating beard and dangling. Well, the beard must have been through to four years old to grow it and grow it all night load. What? And he was glowing with a friendly light. Oh, dear joy. And a voice full of a cockney, 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 all joy of life and livid emanate from the cockload of his heartstrings. Cool to see you, man. Uh, what's been your hang-up, man? <laughs> I'm waiting seven whole days for you. Not still worried about this scintillate moon and dangly, huh? <laughs> Stan, yes, uh, that's why I sorting you out here. And Trittly, Trittly, how on the back of this fly, who told me? <laughs> and John linked arms with him and walking out stepper by stepper, and he pointed with a cockney forefinger gold. There, up in the heavenly boat. What? Stan realised now, which it struck him like a smacker o' blurdy, which come out for a turn he never thought us before. As the sun rises in the early morning, so the recoil of the moon on the eve. Ah, and he thought. Now, the fly had something extra special you thought to say to me, if you would. And John looked at him, and attractness earnestly of his eyeballs, straight nose to nose and eye to eyeball for it. Of course, I nearly forgot it. Just you listen. Life is just a bowl of old bread. You wake up every morning and it's there. 
so live as only you can. It's all about enjoy it, cause ever since you saw it, there ain't no one can take it away. So life is just a bowl of old bread. What you say has made it very clear. To be sure, I'll live as best as I can. To keep it all together Then half the moon is taken away I've got the memory If you can laugh and sing I Give me that happy day's toy town Newspaper smile We'll clap twice, lean back, twist for a while Well when you're run together And feeling out of tune this special song will be Don't worry about the moon Looks after itself Can I go? No, sing that And give me a happy day's toy town Newspaper smile We'll clap twice, lean back We'll twist for a while Well now you've got my hang of it There's nothing you can't do with it Well if you're very true to it You can't go wrong So remember the very special words. Happy day long toilet town newspaper read it and chuckly smile. They all had a lovely turn. Gnomes came, Huckleberry Pickle tickled my thing gold, but Boy Blue left his horn stuffing under the settee and brought his melotron and freaked them all out. Oh, what a mind blast. Jackie Jill, knees up Mother Brody. Oh, what a joy of a trittly howl there. I hope your turn out is three quarters half as lovely as you wouldn't have and enjoy it. Stay cool, won't you? Wow, that was surreal. And that's our show for tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to have you share some of your week with me. If you would like to support the show, go to thefnps.com. All the social media links are at the top right, including my coffee link and the show's Patreon link. Patrons get access to my scratch pad, which got way longer as a result of this show as well as early notice of bonus shows and some fun merch. Whether short-term or long-term support, your coins help me pay for hosting, streaming, and new tunes to keep the show on the air and fresh. There's also a suggestion box on the Radio FNPS page of the site, so if you have show ideas, drop them in there. I look forward to hearing them, and so does G. And... In addition to the regular Friday night show on New Year's Eve, Eastern Time Zone, I'll also be doing a set on Twitch later that night, probably a trance or a hard house. So check the upcoming gigs page of the site for more details about that. As always, be well and stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. <laughs>